Welcome you to the sports kingdom. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the TSK Show. I'm your host, Eric, the Duke of Sports Sklar. I'm joined by my co-host, Tyler Pacholke. What's up, TP? How you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. It's always crazy how fast the football season goes, and here we are, week week 17, just done. Yeah, week 17's done. Wild card's rolling now. Wild card weekend is here. We're on to 2019. Yeah, yeah, man. It went by by fast. Another football season in the books. Yep. Before we start, thank you so much for listening, everyone. Be sure to follow at TSK Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you want to find myself or Tyler on Twitter, be sure to follow us at the Duke of Sports and at Tyler's underscore world underscore all of our content can be found on SoundCloud or Apple Podcasts. Just type in keyword TSK Show. Check us out on Anchor as well, anchor.fm slash TSK Show, or just download the Anchor app for your iPhone or Android. It's an all-football episode of the TSK Show. The regular season is over, like we said. It's time for the playoffs in the NFL, so we got you covered with an entire breakdown of Wild Card Weekend and the rest of the playoffs as we get closer to crowning a Super Bowl champion. We're also going to reveal who we think should win the regular season awards in the NFL. And I know since we didn't do an episode last week because of Christmas, uh, we need to update the people on what happened in the TSK Show Fantasy Football League Championship. And then who ended up having a better record in our Picks of the Week segments over the past season between you and myself. So first, uh, why don't we recap the TSK Show Fantasy Football League Championship uh, unfortunately, didn't go too well for Tyler. It did, it did not. It did not go too well. And the most disappointing part was my team was named the Big Gronkowski, and Rob Gronkowski threw up a zero for the championship game. So, a fat goose egg. So not that his 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 performance was nowhere near the the difference maker in me winning or losing this game, but uh, that was definitely just just hard to see. Um, but yeah, he he had an incredible game. Uh, Zach Ertz, Elijah McGuire, uh, both had two touchdowns. I think their their big plays were really pushed him uh, past me. Uh, but he did he beat me by forty four point or yeah. forty three points. So it mean, was it a was, wallop. He was not even close. Um, and to score one hundred sixty seven points in uh, week sixteen is crazy. Um, so yeah, I mean, uh, I lost. It was uh, it was close. Um, but hey, you doubled your money. Yeah, it it was it was a good fantasy season, and uh, you know I took I took an L, um, losing my first round pick, trading him away, uh, trading David Johnson away for AJ Green. Yeah, it's tough. Um, and then AJ Green got hurt, so that that was tough um, to play without your number one guy. But you know I'm happy with second place, and I'm excited for the next season. Yeah, I I ended up in fourth place. I lost in the in the third place game. I'm already trying to like you know strategize <laughs> for next year. Yeah, no, I'm de- I'm definitely ready for, for next year. It sucks that I lost out on getting my money back by just one spot. The keepers are going to be big time. Yeah, um, I already know who I'm keeping. I think uh, uh, I think Juju Smith-Schuster has to be um, evolved into a keeper. I think that if Juju Smith was there in the second round, and I took him. I wouldn't be mad. No. Um, especially with the Antonio Brown thing. Yeah, this uh, I just think Juju is that special of a receiver. It's so. all it's all worked out for him. It's it's looking like Juju's gonna be one of my guys that I keep. Yeah, I'm I'm probably gonna keep Melvin Gordon and Julio Jones. 
That's pretty. That's a pretty so, safe bet. Uh, pretty safe bet right there. Yeah. So uh, on on to next season. Hopefully, hopefully it'll be better for our, both of us. Maybe yeah. we can meet in the championship next year. Yeah, we were close. Um, but I also have good news. What's that? I ha- I have some uh, some estimates on some trophies. Oh for yeah, the, for the league. Um, so uh, I'm ready. I'm, we're, ready. I'm we're, ready to make that purchase. We're gonna we're gonna get the ball rolling on that and make sure Chad gets gets the trophy. He's yep. already been paid, so that's been good. Yep. Uh, he's, he's got the money. Uh, now we just got to get him his trophy. Yep. Yep. And, uh, then once you get the trophy, uh, that'll be a nice little off season before I start bugging people about, uh, you know, voting on changes and yeah. getting, setting up the draft and getting ready for, you know, let people understand the rules of this keeper stuff and we'll see what happens. Yeah. Big, big changes to the league coming next year. Yeah. Hopefully. I mean, I would like to make the right changes every year. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I just want this league to evolve into the best one ever. Yeah, I agree. But, all right, so we didn't get to cover week 17 in the NFL because we didn't do an episode last week uh, because of Christmas. But our week 16 records, uh, how did you do in your picks I went for week ten, 16? I went 10-6 and six in week 16, which started out really hot, and then I completely blew it in the back end of that, <laughs> that day. Yeah, but ten and six. I went ten and six as well. Um, ended up with 145 wins and 95 losses. So 145 wins out of 240 games. I guess that's okay, but definitely not where I wanted it to be this year. Well, I ended the season two games ahead of you. 147 wins and uh, 93 losses. That's pretty crazy to get down to only two games. Yeah, game. and it it was a wire to wire victory for me. Yeah, it was very close the entire year. Unfortunately, I was excited about betting on games, and then this record kind of just deters me from that. <laughs> but um, I think I did vote a little bit more, a little bit with my heart this year more than I normally do. Yeah, try, uh, try to fix that. Yeah, we'll we'll be better next year though. Yep. But it, it was fun getting the chance to uh, to pick every game. It's uh, a, it's exciting to record your, you know, have that for you. Yeah, future. and have it have it all on paper and having yep. being able to Keep go back and check. Um, and listen, we missed two weeks of the season last year. We missed one of the weeks of the season this season. Yep. Maybe next year we won't miss any. Yep. Yep. Always striving. And then obviously now for the playoffs, we're going to keep track and see, see how we do. Always striving for greatness. God damn it. (laughs) God God damn it. Shout out the James gang. (laughs) Shut up. All right. So, yeah. So yeah, it was, it was a good year. Um, but we're going to make some more picks here. Yeah, uh, but first wild, wild card weekend coming up. Yeah, we got wild card weekend coming up. Before we make the picks for wild card weekend, uh, I just wanted to to give people a breakdown of, of the seeding in in both conferences in case anybody didn't mm-hmm. didn't know. Uh, but in the NFC, you got uh, the number one seed, the New Orleans Saints, at thirteen and three. The Los Angeles Rams at the number two seed at thirteen and three, and then the Bears, Cowboys, uh, Seahawks, and then Eagles at three, four, five, and six. Uh, the Seahawks and Eagles, obviously the the wild card teams in the NFC. Yep. And then in the AFC, we got the number one seed Kansas City Chiefs at twelve and four, New England Patriots at eleven and five, as well as the Houston Texans at eleven and five. Uh, Baltimore Ravens, interestingly enough, yep. won their division at ten and six. Made it happen with which, the backup quarterback. Which forces the Chargers to be a wild card team at twelve and four, even though they have a better record than the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah. The Ravens winning their division gives them that advantage. And then at number six, the final wild card team in the AFC, the Indianapolis Colts, were able 
were able to get it done after starting one in five. Yep, I think they're like one of two or three teams ever do that. Yeah, so uh, pretty pretty remarkable uh, runs for for a couple of these teams: the yeah. Seahawks, the Eagles, the Texans, Houston the Colts. Start, Houston started zero and three. Seattle started zero and two. Yeah, um, not not easy, not easy. And and Baltimore lost their starting quarterback. Uh, it's been a crazy year for all these teams. Yeah. Now let's let's just make our Super Bowl predictions. And I know this is probably going to upset a lot of people, yeah. but Tyler and I couldn't come up with just one prediction. Well, I mean, there is, there is. It's it just depends on what how you're asked this question. It's like basically, who who do I think and who do I want? You yeah, basically, I mean? we it, have a heart, we have a prediction of what our heart wants, and we have a prediction is, of what our head wants. Now, if the Seahawks, it's just like the NCAA tournament. I mean, I'm going to pick North Carolina to win. <laughs> if the Seahawks are in the playoffs, I'm going to pick the Seahawks to win. Um, I my super, you know, what I want for the Super Bowl, I want to see Seahawks Patriots Part Two. That'd be um, awesome. I want to get awesome. our revenge against the Patriots. I love paying the Patriots, but. You know, if I'm putting money down, it's not. I don't know if I can necessarily put the Seahawks and the Patriots down. At, um, there's just so many things that can go go astray depending on the matchups and how the NFL playoffs work. Um, you know, Seattle against New Orleans is scary because I just don't think we have anything to cover against Michael Thomas. Um, whereas like Seattle going to LA, we have the rivalry that we can like build off of. Yeah, and LA is a little banged up. So it's like, you know, Seattle's path can be different depending on, you know, who we go against. And so it's tough to pick um, pick one. Um, but I have Saints Chargers is who I think I could put my money on. and But I want the Seahawks and the Patriots in the For Super sure. Bowl. And I, think that, and I think that the Seahawks and the Patriots can get to the Super Bowl. Well, and so for me, it's like... There's only a couple teams in these playoffs that I don't think have, have a shot. Yeah, no, there's definitely... This, I mean, there are a lot of teams... Uh, out of the 12 teams, I'd say probably eight to nine have a chance to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, I mean, listen. with Well, um, technically, shit, 12 of them got the shot. You know well, what I mean? I mean, yeah, for, we're, we're playing it like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But, but I mean, it, it is. That's how good the NFL is. But, like, like you were just saying, like, my heart wants – uh, the Rams versus the Chargers have an all LA Super Bowl. I think this is the best year that uh, yeah. any city, because I mean, no city besides New York has two teams. Yep. Um, but this is the best chance uh, we've ever had to have a city have yeah. two teams in the Super Bowl. You could have got Oakland, San Francisco. But those, are, I mean, the Bay Area is not one city. I mean, it's connected by a bridge. It's pretty fucking close. I mean, <laughs> it's a lot closer than Northridge and, and Compton. That's I'll fair. Tell you that much. That's fair. But yeah, so Rams and Chargers would be the the Super Bowl that I would like dream about. Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah. Because it's two LA teams. But in my head, I think it's ultimately going to be Drew Brees versus Tom Brady, Saints versus Patriots. Um, yep. The two. The two Saints, of the best teams. The Saints look really tough. Um, but it's just like, man, Seattle's balanced. Um, you know, Philadelphia's scary. No, all, the, all these teams have. The NFC is cutthroat. Uh, it's going to be a dogfight, just yeah. like it was last year. I don't even want – I don't want to count out anybody, but it's like, you know, I think the teams that have the least – you know, Chicago, Baltimore, Indianapolis, those are like the three teams I think have like the least uh, – you know, the least likely to win it. Yeah. Um, just because I think there's a hole in you know offense or the defense or whatnot, but I think actually Indianapolis probably has a better chance than Philly though. Yeah, but uh, I just Philly, and that's why it's a good conversation. I mean, 
Indianapolis is on fucking fire. Nine yeah. to one in the last ten. Um, Andrew Luck's dialed in. Offensive line is dialed in. Um, but Philly did this shit last year, and, and they're in the same position. I was looking at Philly's roster today and just marveling, you know, <laughs> the names I'm seeing. These guys can ball. Yeah. But all right, yeah, let's so, go over the matchups. Yeah, so wild card weekend is here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like I said, the Saints, the Rams, the Chiefs, and the Patriots all have buys, so we'll see yeah. them in two weeks. Uh, don't have to worry about that. I get to take a week off, not have any stress about those, football. Those four teams were in the, the power rankings all year. Yes, they were. Uh, but so Saturday, uh, January 5th, we got two matchups. We got the number six seed Indianapolis Colts traveling to Houston to take on the Texans, the number three seed in the AFC. Colts obviously 10 and six, nine and one in their last 10. Houston Texans 11 and five. They had that incredible win streak uh, during the season after starting 0 and three. But I'm, I'm riding with the hot hand. I'm going with Indianapolis in the upset. It's a conference matchup. These teams have already played each other twice. Yeah, this is that that was what makes this incredibly tough. Uh, this is game three for these guys. Exactly. And playing a team three times is always tough. Yep. Uh, I mean, playing a team twice is tough. Yeah, it's going to be what people consider an ugly game. I mean, the defenses are going to know what's coming. Yeah. Um, it's going to be tough to move the ball against either one of these teams. Uh, it's the comeback player of the year game. We got J.J. Watt versus Andrew Luck. Yeah, but listen, Houston is now missing their piece that they traded for to help fill a spot yeah, because yeah, of another injury, yeah, and Demarius yeah. Thomas not being there is going to be huge. Kiki Kuti uh, being able to go give it a go is a good big-time pickup for them. It's a big-time pickup, but I he think— was pro- He was productive for them, but it is, a, it is a loss. But they got the players that matter. No, they do have the players that matter, but uh, I think Indianapolis— I, like, I think Houston's getting this win at home. Okay. They got the home court. Home field. Um, I got uh, – I like their defense. I think they're a more balanced team than Indianapolis. Indianapolis is, is dangerous because they're hot, but they are Andrew Luck in an offensive line. You know, Houston's got a defense. They've got a quarterback. They've got a receiver. They've got some productive running backs. Um, I just don't think Indianapolis has the, the top-to-bottom team that Houston has. All right. Well, what, what would you put the line at? If you were to yeah, if see, you were to put the playoff games line. are going to be so hard to make lines for, um, and this one's going to be tough because it's a division game. It's at home. I got I got to imagine a lot of these spreads are going to be around three or four, but um, I got to give them Houston minus five. Houston minus one and a half. Yeah, see, it's too hard to it's too <laughs> hard to bet. You're basically just betting your winner at this point. Yeah, all these games. You're basically um, just taking the money. Too close, line. you know. Yeah, exactly. These these games are too close. The, oh, everyone's good. Everyone's hot. <laughs> All right. Now, the game that you care most about. Yep. Uh, the number five seed, Seattle Seahawks, at yeah. 10 and 6. They're going to Dallas, to Jerry World, yeah. to take on the four seed, Dallas Cowboys, also at 10 and 6. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got Seattle coming in and, and upsetting yeah. them. Yeah. We, uh, um, luckily, we were able to play uh, Dallas already this year and beat them. Yeah. Um, this is going to be a really good game, though. A uh, matchup of two great running teams. Uh, one sec. I wanted to check out, see. Um, yeah, so the, the first game was in, in Seattle. So this game will be in Dallas, which I don't think really hurts us because it, the weather's not going to be a factor now. So um, that'll help both teams. Yeah. Uh, but Chris Carson ended up being a top five rusher in the league, um, ended fifth in the league in rushing yards. Um They've got Ezekiel Elliott. Um, we've got Russell Wilson. Uh, that the 
I think the difference is why Seattle's going to end up winning is Seattle's defense is much better than Dallas's defense. I would agree with that. And so the offenses to me are both incredibly productive through the run game, and and actually I would say are, are arguably the two best running offenses in the NFL is Dallas and Seattle. So um, this is going to be a field position battle. I think Seattle's defense is going to end up winning it. They're going to be able to stop Zeke. More so, not completely shut him out. Yeah, but no, they're not going to shut will, him down. They will contain him more than Dallas's defense will contain Seattle. But I also, I also so think I got that Seattle getting the road win. I have Seattle winning as well. But I also think what comes down to it is like the players that matter most to Seattle. They're suiting up. They're they're suiting up. They've been there and they've done that. They've got rings on their finger yep. and they know what it takes to win this type of game. Yep. Yep, Bobby Wag the the guys calling the huddles, Bobby Wagner and Russell Wilson. Yep. Um both those guys are Super Bowls. Uh both those guys got incredible accolades. Um they're ready to roll. What what do you what would you put the line at though for this? Oh god, I don't know, man. It's um they got a favor Dallas at home, I guess. So probably negative three. Dallas minus two. Yeah. Pretty it's gonna, close. It's gonna be it's gonna be all within three, you know, close to three or four, I think. Um, but, yeah, I got Seattle winning that, of course. All right. So now Sunday we got two more games. Uh, the Chargers are going to Baltimore, and these two teams just faced each other a few weeks ago mm-hmm. uh, in the regular season. Obviously the Chargers, the wild card team at the five, the Ravens winning their division at four. Yep. Um, I got to go with the Chargers in this game. Baltimore won the last game. Yeah, yeah. So no, that's it – is, It is kind of a – it's a weird game in that sense, but – I just no, you just can't pick, you know, Lamar Jackson and the and the and the Ravens to be a twelve win Philip Rivers. Right. I think Philip Rivers knows this is one of his best shots to get into the Super Bowl. This is probably his best shot um, as far as like his path to the Super Bowl. This is going to be one of his be- his best shots at it, um, especially going to be able to play a divisional game in the next round if you want to look forward um, and play Kansas City, uh, who they've already played, who they've already played and beat. Yeah. Um, once uh so this is the, i think the chargers are going to win because their defense is just going to be too good uh for baltimore's offense yeah i mean baltimore has a great defense and it's going to be tough for the chargers to score points but i just i think the chargers uh the chargers defense is going to be the difference maker yeah i mean joey bosa and melvin uh ingram derwin james on the outside yeah they're stacked all over the place on defense um they've got a top five defense in the league Baltimore's got a top five defense in the league, um, but the Chargers' offense compared to the Ravens' offense is is not even close. Yeah. Even though Lamar Jackson's been incredibly productive, um, I love his game. I love where he's going with the team. Uh, it's a perfect fit. No, he showed a lot of a lot of great flashes. This is I just don't think this is their game. This is a tough matchup for their wild card. To have to play a 12-win team for winning your division. They're playing a team that's actually better than them, but the, they're, yeah. the other team's you the got, wild You card. got your home field advantage, so you get no complaining, but right. this is a tough draw. What What's the line? I got to I gotta think they're favoring the Chargers, um, and so I'll go with four. No, nah, they're, they're favoring Baltimore minus two and a half. Yeah. And then, so the next game, it's the defending Super Bowl champs. The six seed Philadelphia Eagles coming in at nine and seven, yep. uh, finishing the regular season two games above five hundred after Carson Wentz going down, Nick Foles stepping back up, and they're going to Chicago to take on the third seed Bears. Uh, the Bears coming in finishing the season twelve and four. Yeah, it's, 
it's going to be very interesting this game. This was a hard game to pick. Um, it was very hard to pick because Philly's listen, scary because they did this last year. Yeah, they're in the same exact position as last year because nobody is counting them yeah. to be in this too. race. And they have no pressure. Nick Foles, a backup quarterback, again, has no pressure on him. All he has to do is basically not lose them the game. This game is lined up for Philly to win. Now, I cannot pick Philly to win. I'm I'm not picking Philly to win. I'm picking Chicago to win. But Chicago, the big storyline for me in Chicago is safety. Eddie Jackson um, didn't practice Wednesday. Um, See, that's big. I didn't check in um, to see if he ended up practicing today. But he was questionable with the, uh, but he sprained his right ankle in the last game. See, that's and never so, good for a uh, DB to have an ankle problem. And this is this is a Pro Bowl safety. This is this guy's been huge for your production. Um, I don't think that's going to be the game, you know, game deciding uh, thing. But that's the biggest story coming out of Chicago. Biggest story for Philly is they they're ready to go. Yeah, yeah I don't want to play Philly right now. You know what I mean? They're no, they got they're nothing gonna to be lose. Re- they're going to be ready to play. They're going to come to play. They've got a ton of veterans, and they've got a ton of talent still on that team. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of guys in the passing game that you have to defend against the Eagles, and that defense is not going to be is not going to give you anything. I mean, no. Chicago's offense is not necessarily scaring anybody. It's their defense that's so dominant. Well, that's, um, that's, what, that's what Philly has to hang their hat on is they have to get after Trubisky and yeah. make him so uncomfortable in his first playoff game ever yeah, that Trubi- he fucks up. Yeah, it's like, you know, Philly's – Philly's going to come out. They're going to be ready to play. Chicago's got to win this game. If Chicago plays defense the way they played all year, they'll win. Yeah. But they can't, they, <laughs> they cannot draw. They can't come out, uh, uh, you know, a fraction of a step slow. No. All right. What do you think? Uh, I would guess this one's the biggest one because of Yeah. What do you think the line Philly. is at? Um, so I'm going to go Chicago minus five and a half. Oh, pretty close. Chicago minus six. Yeah, I figured that would be the biggest spread. They're they're giving Chicago which is weird about because this a, was about the, this was touchdown. the which is stupid because this was the hardest one to judge. Like the fact that it has the biggest spread on the hardest game to pick. I mean, I think a lot of people don't want to play Philly right now. So, um, and then you know this kind of stuff, the way the NFL has worked, uh, the playoffs work. It that's why it's hard to, to you know to predict the playoffs because for sure if one of your picks is wrong, then it changes the seating for the next game. Um, but it's like you got some you got some possible matchups. Um, the big ones are for me in the AFC is if Houston and Kansas City play, or if Houston and Kansas City win, um, Houston has to travel to New England. Oof. So we got Bill O'Brien uh, and Bill who, Belichick who beat who beat Bill Belichick this year. Yeah, he gets to travel up to New England to play Big and, Bro and, and the when Patriots. They, and when they played, I think that game was in Houston. Yep. And so that's gonna be that's a great storyline. Um, and then the Chargers uh, going to Kansas City to play the Chiefs for the third time, and yeah. probably for the AFC crown. In my in yeah, my it's opinion. the tiebreaker. Um, I you know I like I think New England's always a threat, but I just think the Chargers and Chiefs have more spirit to them right now. For they sure, want for sure, it a little more. Um, and so those are gonna be good, good matchups. Um, the 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 scariest player in the NFC to me as a Seattle Seahawks fan is Michael Thomas. He's like the one player. There's Zeke, there's Gurley, there's guys out there. But he's the one player that I just don't think we have any sort of answer to. We don't have anyone to Well, play that him. answer was Earl Thomas. Uh, well, but not really, though. You know what I, I mean? think he it is, He is a free safety. He's not that, you know, even a bump, even a 80% Richard Sherman right now would be helpful. 
Yeah. Because we have all right, we don't have that big cornerback that can play a star wide receiver. We play team coverage defense. Um so that's why Seattle for me, like I picked them in the Super Bowl because I can see us beating Dallas. I could see us beating the Rams. But if New Orleans, if we run into them in the second or the, the conference championship game, I don't know if we can beat the Rams. Um they're the scary team to me in the NFC. Yeah. Um I like us against you know, you know, if if uh if it comes down to it, New Orleans and, and the Rams get knocked off. I like us against all the other teams. I like us against Chicago. I like us against Philly. Um, I'm obviously crossing my uh, fingers for a Philadelphia Seattle NFC championship game because that'd be fun. Not only would it be fun to see the two wild cards get there, but it'd be the home field advantage would be good to Seattle. Yeah. <laughs> and then all of a sudden the NFC championship game would be played in Seattle. And who, um, who and, wouldn't love that? And that's just a dream come true for, uh, for a Seahawks fan. Yeah. So the only, but, but the, I think it's lacing up for Rams, uh, a Rams saints, uh, NFC Championship game, with yeah. you, which is going to be that'd be awesome. Be good, but the Rams got to get their shit together. Yes, they do. They, 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 yes, they, they do. They need that divisional round game. They really do. They oh. they need that one big time. Yeah, they they need it in the sense of playing the Saints. They need a tune up game to for where sure. they can get their shit together and get some more confidence rolling. Well, and I think I think also Gurley, not just for the fans but also the coaching staff, we need to see if he's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Be, I mean, don't get me wrong. C.J. Anderson has been pretty good in, in no, replacing and you him. Always wanna, you always want a running back that's playing for his job. That's where yeah. you get great production. But that's still at the same time you need Gurley. Yeah. So the only the only picks we differ on is I'm picking the Colts and you're picking the Texans. Yeah. So you got Chargers, Bears, and, and Seahawks. Yep. Yep. It's it. And it, this is, a, you know, this is a crazy weekend where I can see all four road teams winning. Very easily. Yeah, it can be very wild. easily. It can be wild. I mean, uh, vice versa. I can see all all four home games. I think my lock though is the Chargers. I think that's my lock. Yeah, that has to be. But all right. So now that now that the regular season is over, uh, a couple weeks ago we did our uh, our uh, all pro teams, our mm-hmm. first team all pros. Yep. Now yep. now we're gonna predict uh, who we think is gonna win all the awards. This is my one of my favorite things to do. <laughs> so I think. For MVP and Offensive Player of the Year, I think it might be unanimous between us. I don't. I don't think it will be unanimous between us. Interesting. Yeah. So I've got two different people winning it. I don't. So. Yeah. So I think they're going to give the MVP to Drew Brees, which is where I think our our where we split. Yeah, because I have I, I have Offensive Player of the Year Patrick Mahomes. Yes, I would agree. And uh, I've got Drew Brees, um, just because of, uh, you know. Mahomes has got the lead in certain st- statistical categories, passing touchdowns, um, yardage, he's second. Um, but it's the things that Drew Brees is first in that kind of just tell me more of the story. And he does have, you know, he brought his team to the same record, even though Brees actually went 13-2. and two. Yeah. The, their third loss was not was not Brees playing. Right. Um, but Brees led the NFL in passer rating, which Mahomes was number two, so it's not like he – so one two Mahomes. It's not like Mahomes was and, far behind. And he led he led the NFL and pass completion percentage at seventy four and a half percent. And the which accuracy is just, accuracy is always well accuracy and it just shows he has two running backs on his team. Um, this guy Drew Brees still stayed dominant in the passing game with a strong running game, which is why in the beginning of the year I picked the Saints to win the most games this year, which they did. Um, and I thought that because of a Drew Brees uh, ran offense with two 
not one but two great running backs uh, in Mark Ingram and, and Kamara, and then and then tie that off with the Michael Thomas. It's just um, it's the most productive, dangerous offense in the game. And Drew Brees ran to perfection. Uh, only lost twice. One of those was to Fitz Magic in the first three weeks of the year, where yeah. Fitz Magic was on a wrecking path. Um, but I really do think Drew Brees was the most valuable player. Um, Patrick Mahomes is the best offensive player because I think statistically he just did the most on offense to to support him being the best offensive player. But when it comes to being the most valuable and on the best team, you know, and the position, uh, Drew Brees MVP. Well, uh, you've convinced me. Uh, obviously, I was choosing between Drew Brees and Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Uh, obviously, I think because of all the records that Drew Brees set and broke yeah. uh, this year. Obviously, the passing touchdown one is why the fifty passing touchdowns, fifty-two total touchdowns. Um, right. That's that, that number is like freaky. So it's like it's how do you not give that guy into a guy who's like, only twenty-three? But it's like he didn't lead the league in yards. He uh, was number two. He was number two. He didn't lead the league in rating. He was number two. He was 16th in passer completions. Um, he was one of – what? how many 13-3 teams were there this year? Three. Three. So, you know, he was one of three guys to do that. Whereas, but at the like, same time, he's doing this and he's 23. Yeah, and Jared, how old is Jared Goff? Older than that. Well, 24 maybe. Yeah. And then, you know, Breeze is 100. <laughs> so it's like the those three guys, uh, you know, went – being the best player on the best team and being the quarterback position yeah. and we're all in the mix. Um, but yeah, it's just Drew Brees' effect on the game. Um, that team, And he's never gotten one before. Yeah. That team needs him. Um, Mahomes did everything on offense that he deserves all the accolades on offense, but I don't know if I could vote him more valuable than Drew Brees this year. Yeah. No, I, I, you convinced me. 32, I mean, Drew Brees, you know, 32 touchdowns and five picks. It just doesn't look as sexy next to 50 passing touchdowns. Um, you know, 4,000 passing yards doesn't look as sexy next to 5,000. Right. But he was still ultra productive and more efficient and, you know, led his team to the same wins and played with, you know, a dominant running game, all that stuff. So, all right. All right. So now defensive player of the year, we probably agree on. No, nope, I don't think so. God damn it. Yeah, I, I definitely, I definitely don't. So you're giving it to Khalil. Yeah. And, and it's a lot of the same reasons why we just talked about the difference between, Breeze and Mahomes, uh, yeah. Don Donald has all the all the stats. He's a freak, and he deserves it. If he wins, I wouldn't be surprised. In the, in he's the, gonna win it. I don't know though. He's the, two. The, he was two sacks away from setting the all time record. Yeah, and and Mahomes was five touchdowns away from setting the. It, it, I get where you're coming from, but to me, the biggest impact the defense. Cleo Mack uh, changed the franchise. From a bot from a, 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 a Bears team that we both had when the season started as like a bottom five team, he turned that team into to a, a 12, division winner, a twelve and four division winner. Um, you know, and I just think, yeah, his numbers are not the same as everybody else's, but his impact on the game, you know, it's there. You saw what happened to this defense when he came there. He made everybody else better. His team got better. Donald, unfortunately, they have they've been in the same place now for three years, as far as like his his accolades go, not not the team's success. Oh yeah, him, him as a him as you know he has. Well a, yeah, he won he won defensive he, player of the year last year. Yep. So and and he's definitely in the mix this year, but I don't think his performance is seen um, outside of the numbers. The numbers show it for sure. Okay. They they support it absolutely. 
Um, but I think if you're if you're a real football, you know, really thinking about it from football, the the most you know impactful, the best defensive player, Cleo Mack changed it all. Okay. Well, we'll disagree on that one. Yeah. See, we got it. There's the only one we've agreed on so far is offensive Mahomes player of the year. Offensive player of the year. I think we're gonna. Oh, actually, Th- this I, I don't, one's got to be. This one's got to. We got to agree on this one. Well, are you giving it to Saquon or Baker? Saquon. I'm giving it to Baker. Oh, yeah, see, that's ri- ridiculous to me. <laughs> uh, yeah, there we go. Uh, Saquon, I just think this is the – I've said it. I mean, I think this uh, – him and Adrian Peterson are the two greatest running backs I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, come out Coming out of college, um, coming into the NFL physically, um, the way they play, I've never seen anything like these guys, greatest running backs ever. Um, that's where Saquon's headed. Um, he are, he got 2,000 all-purpose yards, uh, 15 total touchdowns. Again, I'll bring up the 91 receptions, which is absolutely, I think, the, the most impressive um, stat. Outside of being, you know, top five in rushing yards, 2,000 total yards, um, one of only three players that have 2,000 yards in his rookie year with Eric Dickerson and Edron James. Yep. But, um, and I think that he gets it over, over – um, over Baker, I think Baker would get it most years because he's a quarterback and he's had good numbers. Well, and the, most passing and he touchdowns, had, he, most passing touchdowns by a rookie quarterback. But man, if you watch Saquon, Saquon is like past the we're past ranking him with rookies. Yeah, it's like is he better than Gurley and Zeke? That's like where we're at now. Yeah, you know what I mean. Is he better than Le'Veon? That's where Saquon's at. He's held in a different standard now. Um, he made the Giants like interesting now. You know they have they have he a was, team. He was the only thing interesting about. They the have Giants. a team now, though. That's all they need is him, and and now they're good. They have everything they need to build around. No, I mean I I agree with everything you said. Saquon had an incredible year, but I think because Baker is a quarterback, uh, the Cleveland Cleveland Browns' unexpected success that they had, even though it wasn't a over five hundred season, it was miles ahead of where people thought they would be. Yeah. This year, they even, were consistently competitive, which is what they're trying to accomplish exactly. for now. And the only reason they were consistently competitive was because they had a consistent quarterback for the first time ever, and it just so happened to be a rookie. Yeah. So I mean, what Baker, what Baker did was incredible. I was wrong about the the Browns the entire year. I was a doubter the entire year. Yeah, twenty seven so, passing touchdowns definitely shows. I mean. You know, I made this comparison before. The passing game and the passing records are just like three-point records in the three-point game in the NBA. All these records are going to be smashed. Yeah. You know, all all they're they're just going to continue to be broken. Um, but for now, Baker's got more touchdowns than any rookie ever in the league, and that's uh, that's pretty big time. Yeah. Baker's definitely deserving, but I think Saquon's going to walk away with this one. Okay. Uh, who do you got for I rookie? I think we're going to disagree on this one. Well, you're giving... I think you're going to stick with your guns because you've rolled with them all year. <laughs> I have. And I'll give you that. You rolled with them all year. And I like and I love Derwin James coming out of the draft. You're giving it he to was, Darius Leonard? I'm giving it to Darius Leonard. I knew it. Yeah. But and then, those are those are the only two guys in which, the conversation, which though, is I think. On, which is honestly, you know, I just tried to convince you of the opposite shit this whole time. But the, yeah. he has the stats. He does. Now, he he now, led the league in tackles. Now Derwin James also has the stats too. Derwin and he was James also on a better team. And he does have and and he does well, yeah. Technically. He, yeah. And, and he you know, he does they both have the eyeball test to me though. They both play really well. They're fast. You're like, Oh, they're is, unreal. Who is this guy who's running around? And um, you know, 
Darius Leonard at the 36th overall pick was just such a such a valuable pick. Yeah. Very, very similar no. um, to Bobby Wagner. Bobby yeah, Wagner, they hit the nail on the head with that Bobby one. Wagner was an early second-round pick, just, just like Darius Leonard. Now he's their play caller. Um, but leading the NFL in tackles, not just rookie. He led the entire NFL in tackles. So when a kid does that, I got I got to give him um, the other one. But the the other guy that's in there um, is Leighton Vander Esch. But oh, from Dallas, but, yeah. But he's more of the guy that I think has the brightest future. Not necessarily rookie of the year, you know. Oh, he wasn't yeah. necessarily the best this he year. He might be the best but one. But in five years, yeah. when we look at this draft, Leighton Vander Esch I think could be the Brian Urlacher of this kind of generation. Yeah, no, Vander Esch has been a stud for the Cowboys and really been the anchor of that defense when there hasn't mm -hmm. been really much to say. He's a great story, too. Um, ever get a chance looking up his story? He played eight-man football in high school, went to, a, went to a tiny, tiny, tiny isolated school, um, you know, and basically didn't have any – one of those stories where he didn't have very many pro college prospects. Then when he gets to college, he, he, didn't he just think he was balls gonna, out. He didn't think he was going to be a pro, and then he just kept developing developing and developing and ended up being a stud. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm going with Darius Leonard, the inside linebacker for the Colts, and I'll and I'll go with Derwin James, the safety for the Chargers. Yep. And then um, the last of the player awards would be comeback player of the year, right? Yes, and this is I know we, we both, agree we, on this. We both agreed on this, and you know, it's Andrew Luck of the Colts. It's probably going to be Andrew we, Luck. We talked about JJ Watt, um, but I just don't. I just think that. Uh, the the quarterback position and the end of the year how the year ended and then both being in the playoffs yeah um and andrew luck being out for two seasons um to come back and be you know who he is again exactly who he was when he left um yeah it's got to be andrew luck comeback player of the year just a great story all around i mean four months ago we didn't know what to say about him we know? didn't know if he was going to be able to throw a football and and he, and he was at once talked about i i put him as before all this happened, that fourth after that fourth season in the NFL, I had him as the best quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. I mean, better than Brady, better than Rodgers, better than Breeze. I really thought that highly of him. Um, best quarterback prospect and you, I've ever seen in my you, life. And you weren't the only one who thought that. A lot of people so thought that. So it, it's great to see him, him back at it. 4,500 passing yards. 39 touchdowns. Ended the uh, season 9-1. and 10-6 and six, uh, record. Started out 1-5. and five. Uh, Great. Yeah. All right. Coach of the year. This one I went a little more with my heart. Just because I guess Pete Carroll, I don't think people are going to give him the fair shot that he deserves. <sighs> I knew as soon as you said you went more with your heart with this one, it was going to well, be Well, I mean, Carroll. I get that, like, you know, Matt Nagy was, was – um, yeah, he turned his team around the most. That's so, who like, I'm giving it to. That's, you know, more and than And that's likely. who I picked in the beginning, too. And he did do a great job, but – I just think there's other ways to do a great job when it comes to football. And I'm just going to give a list of names really quick. Um, Richard Sherman, Cameron Chancellor, Earl Thomas, Cliff Averill, Michael Bennett, Sheldon Richardson, Paul Richardson, Jimmy Graham, Luke Wilson. Um, these are all names that were playing on our team. Um, every single one of those guys other than Sheldon Richardson um, and Jimmy Graham won a Super Bowl with us. Um, so these are all guys that are champions. All left. Um, everybody counted us out. We were in the power rankings. We were in the bottom 10 coming into the season. Um, everyone said it was a rebuild, like I've been saying. Uh, we didn't. We weren't a threat. We went 10-6, and six, 
uh, we're in the playoffs, we're in the mix, and now people are afraid of us. Yeah, no, you so made, you, I made, think you got Pete it Carroll, done. Pete Carroll um, took a bit, took a bunch of losses, and he, but he didn't stop his winning train. Yeah, and that's seven straight winning seasons. Yeah, um, but for me, I got, I got to give it to Matt Nagy. I, I, I predicted it uh, at the beginning of the season um, with with what he was able to do with the bears after getting Khalil Mack and making sure that team turned out to be what they were supposed to be and more, uh, winning the division in the NFC North, uh, against teams like the green Bay Packers and the Detroit lions made it all work. And the Minnesota Vikings. It's it, it was remarkable to see the bears at 12 and four this year when they were supposed to be at the bottom uh, of the pile, Mm -hmm. uh, looking at, uh, another top draft pick. Yep. Absolutely. He and and I, that's why I mentioned his name because he absolutely is the guy that turned his team around the most. But there's some guys that did some great jobs out there with, without turning having to turn their team around. No, listen, yeah. I mean you could give it to Sean McVay, you could give it to Sean Payton, you could give it to I Andy Reid, uh, you I could think, give it to Anthony Lynn of the Chargers. I think Anthony Lynn's a big one. I think he's definitely very very deserving. Yeah, um, especially because they didn't, you know, how many games they won. It's just it's unfortunate he didn't win his division. Yeah. Well, it's tough. It's tough when you got the Chiefs in your division. Yeah. But all right, with that, that wraps up this episode of the TSK Show. Don't forget, you can find us at TSK Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And it wraps up the regular season in the NFL. Yeah, it wraps up the regular season in the NFL. We're on to the playoffs. Yep. Uh, if you want to find myself or Tyler on Twitter, be sure to follow us at the Duke of Sports and at Tyler's underscore World's underscore. All of our content can be found on SoundCloud or Apple Podcasts. Just type in keyword TSK show in the search bar. Don't forget to subscribe and rate us as well. We are also now on Anchor. Just go to anchor.fm slash TSK show or download the Anchor app for your iPhone or Android. We appreciate you all so much for listening. Stay tuned for the next episode of the TSK show. Peace. Later.